We have the privilege this morning to continue on in our teaching series in the book of 2 Corinthians. And we're in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, and we're going to focus particularly on verse 12. And these powerful God-breathed words written by the Apostle Paul. And the title of this morning's message is, Moving Beyond My Insecurity. Verse 12 says this, it says, Oh, don't worry. We wouldn't dare say that we are as wonderful as these other men who tell you how important they are, but they're only comparing themselves with each other, using themselves as the standard of measurement. How ignorant. This this is the Apostle Paul, and he's kind of finding himself in this situation where he's defending his ministry against folks who had come in and tried to discredit him as an Apostle of Christ. So he's saying, well... Why waste any time in the comparison game? Now, now let me just say this to you, Risen King family. It is God's plan, and it is his desire that you overcome every challenge that stands in the way of you becoming the person and living the life that God created and has intended for you to live. So I'd like to have a conversation this morning about how we can move past our insecurities. And here's how I want to drill down on this conversation. I want to unpack three statements for us. Specifically, what is insecurity? What causes insecurity? And how can we move beyond insecurity? So let's get into this this morning. So what is insecurity? I just want to give you a basic definition of what this is. Insecurity is self-doubt. It's feeling uncertain about yourself. It's a, a lack of confidence about yourself. It's, it's walking around with a, a low self-esteem. If you ever looking for a cartoon character to compare insecurity with, it's, it's that Eeyore mindset from Winnie the Pooh. It's, oh, I can't do anything right in life. It's everyone's battle, though. Insecurity is no respecter of persons. And, and because of that, it, it, it's pretty much something that each and every one of us will deal with at some point or another in our lives. Insecurity is something faced by young and old, male and female, rich and poor, famous, not famous, educated, not educated. Just to give you a view into this world, I'd like to just present to you a few famous people who have battled with insecurity. This guy was a diplomat, a U.S. congressman, U.S. Secretary of State, and the sixth president of the United States. Now, I would look at that and I would say, man, that is a pretty cool resume. Of the hundreds of millions of people who have lived in our country in the last 200 plus years, only 45 people have held the office of president of the United States. Yet at the age of 70... When John Quincy Adams looked back on his life, this is a direct quote from him. He says, my whole life has been a succession of disappointment. I can scarcely recollect a single instance of success in anything I ever undertook. Incredible. Famous Pulitzer Prize winning author of The Grapes of Wrath and other works. Perhaps while you were growing up, you read of Mice and Men, East of Eden, John Steinbeck. He felt like an imposter for the praise that he got for his work. And, and he wrote this in his journal. He said this, I am not a writer. I've been fooling myself 
and other people. I think many people would disagree with him. And just one more. This very popular actor and rapper who Newsweek magazine called the most powerful actor in Hollywood said this in an interview. He said, I still doubt myself every day. What people believe is my self-confidence is actually my reaction to fear. And that was Will Smith. See, insecurity is everyone's battle. And, and it's really a big deal. And it's a big deal because of the life that it causes us to live. It causes us to live fearful lives. Fear of what? Well, fear of being exposed. You see, we're afraid that everyone else will find out what we think we already know about ourselves. And once they know who we really are, then they will know what we are really struggling with, the weaknesses that are inside of us and that will be exposed, will we'll be found out. So we live in a constant set of fear. If I get exposed... If I get found out, if people really know who I am on the inside, they'll no longer love me the way they do now. They, they won't feel the same way about me the way they do now. It also causes us to live defensive lives because we're afraid that what we have will be taken away from us. And so we build up walls of defenses around ourselves. So we push back. When someone or anyone attempts to correct us or challenge us or speak truth into our lives or point out some areas that might be weak, so we end up living defensive lives where all feedback and all criticism that we ever receive is seen as an attack on us. Insecurity causes us to live self-promoting lives. This is where people kind of hide the truth about themselves they project something out there that they know isn't true about themselves. In other words, they pretend to be something or someone that they're not. Strong, confident, secure, unafraid, spiritual, happy, content, caring. Let me just share this. In our modern culture, we have the perfect mechanism for self-promotion on steroids. It's called social media. And if we could just stage the right photo or make the right post, we can project to others something that we're really not. Understand this. Insecure people are notorious for wanting people to believe something about them that is not true. So they live self-promoting lives. So, so insecurity is a really big deal. It causes us to live fearful lives, defensive lives, and self-promoted lives. I don't know if you agree with this question or not, but... Do you think that any of those ways are fun or free? Man, insecurity is such a big deal because it never allows us to truly live. Fearful, defensive, self-promoting. That isn't the life that Jesus desired us to live. But listen, here's the deal. If you do not learn how to move beyond insecurity, you will never fully live the life that God created and intends for you to live. And you will never do the great things that God has planned for you in advance to do. Author Brendan Manning said the following in regards to what happens when we don't move beyond our insecurity. He said, great deeds remain undone, and the possibility of growth into greatness of soul is aborted. So what great deeds will remain undone 
if you don't work through this? What dreams in your life will go unfulfilled if you don't work through this? What lives will go unlived? What greatness and growth will never be reached? How many lives will go untouched? How much needless emotional pain will you carry with you if you do not begin to heal from insecurity? All because we couldn't move beyond our insecurity. I'd like to take a few moments to talk about what causes insecurity. Well, one of the main things is that we believe the lies of the enemy. You see, the devil is a liar. And what he'll do is in an effort to attack your worth, your value, your security, and who you are in Christ, he begins to lie to you about yourself. But how do we know that it's the enemy that's talking to me, Pastor Tom? How do we know that it's him who's breathing all these insecurities down my throat? Well, any word or suggestion that brings discouragement, condemnation, or accusation is not from God. Neither is confusion, nor any advice that would lead you to disobey what you know to be true from the scriptures. Reject it and carry on on your journey. See, I know this. That even when God is correcting me, the voice of God is never condemning, it's never harsh, it's never accusing. His conviction brings a desire in my heart for repentance. Satan's accusation kills our heart. Our enemy often speaks his lies through other people too. Spouses, brothers, sisters, friends, culture, especially through parents. Now parents can say some amazingly funny things. So I, I went online to, to look at some funny things that parents have said to their kids. Close the door. Do you think you were born in a barn? Do you think I cleaned the house for my health? You're tired? I'll give you tired. This is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. And my all-time favorite, do I look like I was born yesterday? I've always wanted to say yes to that one. So parents can say some pretty funny things and insane things, but they can also say some pretty cruel things. Some things that distort your self-image and your security, like, uh, why can't you be more like your brother? Or can't you do anything right? Or I wish you were never born. Or you always disappoint me. You'll never amount to anything in life. I can't wait until you grow up and get out of this house. I never wanted you. In the first place. And these hurtful words, they cause people to embrace negative beliefs and lies about who they are. And many people carry this into adulthood. They begin to say, I'm a mistake. I'm a burden. It's all my fault. I'm just worthless. I'll never measure it up or be good enough. Now, let me tell you, it is crazy to me how many deeply committed followers of Jesus would affirm those statements and say, that's how I truly feel about myself. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12 says, when they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they are not wise. Nothing can kill contentment. And feed insecurity more than comparison. Now, more than any other time in history, we live in a culture of crazy comparison. Through Instagram and Facebook and social media and Snapchat, we have instant access to the lives of people we know, people we don't know, people we can't stand, people who we wish we were, and those who we'd give anything to be able to measure up to. 
But here's the truth. We don't really have access to their lives. We have access to the part of their lives that they want you to see. I mean, nobody posts the shot of the fighting and fussing and the crying that went down before everybody snapped the perfect Christmas photo in front of the perfectly decorated tree or Tommy pitching a fit and screaming in the checkout line because he wanted a pack of Skittles and mom said no or Sally rolling her eyes at her mom and slamming the door because she wasn't allowed to go to the movie. Nobody posts the I can't believe I lost my temper with my family and flew into a rage over something so dumb. Instead of people post the shot of Tommy sitting on mom's lap as she's gently reading Dr. Seuss to him or Sally accepting the dance competition trophy or the fun outing with the family and the, and the enemy uses all of this. The images we see of who we think others are and what we think they're doing to make us feel bad about ourselves. And I've said this countless of times before, but it's worth repeating because some of us keep on doing it. One of the main reasons we struggle with insecurity is because we're competing and comparing our behind the scenes with everybody else's highlight reels. Have you ever gone on Facebook, Instagram, and after only a few minutes, you feel bummed out, insecure about your marriage, your kids, your job, your home, your stuff, your accomplishments, and your life? If so, hey, you're not alone. You're not alone. A study was conducted by the University of Gothenburg in Sweden where the researchers found that prolonged Facebook usage negatively impacted users' self-esteem with women being more affected than men. So here's just a question to gauge your heart. When someone gets a promotion, gets a new boyfriend or a girlfriend, buys a new house or a car, loses 25 pounds, get married or experiences some sort of success, do you feel worse about who you are? Understand this, that when you compare how you look, what you have, where you live, what you know, what you've accomplished, what you do to other people, your vision of who you are will be severely distorted. And listen, though I know better, I still pull up to the bar of comparison sometime. And the vision of who I am and who God has called me to be as the pastor of Risen King Church gets severely distorted. You see, God didn't create me. God didn't create you to live somebody else's life. You are the best you possible. There is nobody who can be you better than you can. A third cause of insecurity is looking for security in insecure places. You and I will live in one of three ways, either insecure, falsely secure, or secure in God. And I want to unpack that statement a little bit when we get into the moving past insecurity. But first, I want to talk briefly about few of those insecure places that give us a false sense of security. Now, they're not bad in and of themselves, but when they become the primary source of our security, they're ultimately just sinking sand in our life. Number one, money. Many people look to money for their security. If only I had a lot of money and stuff, I'd feel so much better about myself. Do you know that the wealthy people who have been there already, can tell you that money can't buy anything. Money can't buy happiness. Another, pe another where, place that people try to deal with their insecurity is appearance. If I look good, then I'll feel good about myself. 
There is this huge level of importance that we put on appearance in our world, especially here in this country. Now, now there's nothing wrong with looking your best, but when it comes to your appearance, you're in a battle with gravity. Gravity's going to win. If you put your security in your appearance, you'll live an insecure life. Celebrate who it is that God has created you to be. People put their false sense of security in accomplishments. Sure, they make you feel good for a while. What about when somebody else accomplishes something, though? What about when you fail? We live in a culture that celebrates success so much that we have lost the art of learning from our failures. When your time for accomplishing the stuff you think is so significant is over, what will you do? Who will you be? I mean, if, if U.S. presidents and award-winning actors discovered that the accomplishments that they had in their lives weren't the answer to dealing with long-term feelings of insecurity, can you imagine us? What makes you think that you will be the exception? My fear in life comes from a fear of being mediocre. That is always pushing me. I push past one spell of it and discover myself as a special human being, but then I feel I'm still mediocre and uninteresting until I do something else. Because even though I have, str- I have become somebody, I still have to prove that I am somebody. My struggle has never ended, and I guess it never will. That was by a famous singer by the name of Madonna. So how can we move past our insecurity? Well, I'm going to give you an acronym this morning. The way to move past insecurity is that you need to run. R, replace the lies of the enemy and the deadly toxins of comparison with the truths of God. God's truth has the power to set you free from your insecurity. It has the power to set you free from both the lies of the enemy and the deadly toxin of comparison. Whenever you begin to feel insecure, whenever the lies of the enemy and the toxins of comparison start to make you feel insecure about yourself, run. Replace the lies of the enemy and the deadly toxins of comparison with the truth of God. In order to do that, you need to open up the Bible so you can read what is it that God says about me, about how he sees you, how much he loves you, how you're his masterpiece, how he desires to have you as a part of his family. You understand the measuring stick for the kingdom of God. In Matthew 25, just days before his arrest and crucifixion, Jesus told some parables to help his guys understand what the kingdom of God is like and here's one of them for the kingdom of God is just like a man going on a journey he called his own slaves and turned over his possessions to them to one he gave five talents to another two and to another and to another one to each according to his own ability then he went on a journey immediately the man who had received five talents went put them to work and earned five more in the same way the man with two earned two more 
After a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five talents approached, presented five more talents, and said, Master, you gave me five talents. Look, I've earned you five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Share your master's joy. Then the man with two talents approached, and he said, Master, you gave me two talents. Look, I've earned you two more talents. His master said, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will put you in charge of many things share in your master's joy the measuring stick of the kingdom of god is not being the best at what you do instead it's giving your best with what god has given you how others look what they have what they accomplish that's not my measuring stick god is my measuring stick and never look for your security in any place other than god Now, I've said this earlier, but insecurity happens when we give life-defining authority to other people. But security happens when we give life-defining authority to God. The goal we're wanting to achieve is moving beyond insecurity to confidence in God. We do not become secure by becoming more confident in ourselves, but by becoming more confident in our relationship with God. God is calling us to move beyond insecurity into a place of confidence in Him. Say, Pastor... What does that look like? It looks like confidence in his love. It looks like confidence in his plan. It looks like confidence in his protection. Confidence that he will strengthen us. Confidence that he will be with us in our hour of need. Confidence that God's got my back no matter what I'm going through. Confidence that he has not left me alone, but that he is coming back for me. So replace the lies of the enemy, the deadly toxins of comparisons with the truth of God. Understand the measuring stick of the kingdom of God and never look for your security in any other place than God. Would you join me in prayer? Because I think we all need this. And I think in this moment of of quarantine and and being at home and all of the current events that are going on in our world, it has the opportunity for us to really increase in our level of insecurity and become people who God didn't call us to be. And so I want to pray right now with and for you. So Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you. Thank you, God, that you speak to us from your word about this comparison game that we're constantly in, this insecurity that consistently invades our lives, these thoughts that enter into our head that cause us to feel worthless about ourselves, Lord God. Father, there's so much riding on us getting this right. There's so much that depends on us handing our insecurity and going beyond our insecurities with you, Lord Jesus. There are people that need to be reached, relationships that need to be built, things that need to be achieved, people that need to be loved in our lives, and they can only be done if we're able to hand our insecurity to you and become secure in you, King Jesus. And so we invite you into the depths of our heart. We invite you, Lord, into the darkest places 
of our mind, God. And we ask that you would breathe your life and breathe your truth into our lives so that we could understand that we are loved, we are cared for, we are cherished in you, Lord Jesus, and we are secure in your hands. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.